what kind of genres do you usually book for your concerts? Um, for our events, it's all over the board. Um, you know, we I like to say that the genre that we work with is Wisconsin. So as long as there's some sort of Wisconsin connection, um, that's what's important. Um, but we've worked with anything from classical to R&B to rock alternative to jazz. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach Fell. Thanks, Dean. This week, we have Allison M. from Wisconsin Music Ventures. And Wisconsin Music Ventures is a program that was founded in the summer of 2019. Her idea was to plan events that might be different, engaging, and exciting for her private students and others to attend, being held at interesting, when possible, outdoor locations. But I'm going to let Allison talk more about this because she is the founder and creator of this. So, Allison, welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thank you so much, Zach. Thanks for having me on here. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, good to be here. Um, yeah, Wisconsin Music Ventures is just over a year old and, uh, and it's been quite the year. <laughs> and so, yeah, just when you think you have a concept down for a, a business and a program, live music series, um, uh, all of a sudden you have to change course a little bit, but you know, so it goes, I guess, and, uh, just forces creatives to get a little bit more creative, uh, so to speak. So what's your background? My background is in really um, in performing uh, on classical instrument, on French horn and uh, piano as well, and um, teaching private music and teaching in school as well. But when I started this, I was kind of in a tough place. Um, I'd gone through a lot of medical issues that were sort of abdominal area related. And um, as a French horn player, especially when you're trying to pursue that at a higher level, it makes it difficult to really do so. It was very, getting very unpredictable for me as to how I could pursue that instrument at the level that I wanted to. It also made like some of my part-time schoolwork, school teaching work, very difficult to maintain as well, being in and out uh, for hospital visits and things like that. So I just, I had to figure out a different way to do music, to do, to put on events. I still had a, a large private studio of students and uh, wanted to do something that could kind of be fun for them, um, be accessible for them, and then also sort of incorporate other friends and music uh, along the way. And that's really kind of how this started. Uh, I wanted something, I wanted to put on events that would be different, live music at a smaller scale level and sort of pop-up style performances that would just be fun and just really easy to get to free for for most of them when possible um, because they're supported by like a patron, patron system, corporate and individual patrons who support through monthly contributions and then get sort of returns on that through special access to patron-only events, special musician uh, meetups, 
or live music for their own events and things like that through the patron rewards program. So the musicians are all always paid for their performances through Wisconsin Music Ventures and paid appropriately. And so that's always been important. But the performances remain accessible then for people who attend, usually free. So walk us through the step-by-step process of getting a musician involved in, in the Wisconsin Music Ventures. Do they contact you or do you reach out to them or both? And then what are the steps for that position to them giving a concert? We have an application on our website for musicians. And if I really don't know you, that's a great way to, way to go. <laughs> so that'll go directly to my uh, email inbox. Uh, you can also just reach out to me, Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, at WisconsinMusicVentures.com. I mean, essentially, we're looking for, you know, a bio, website, and recordings. I do try and hear uh, musicians before we program them whenever possible. It's a little less possible these days to do so, but I do like to hear them live as opposed to just recorded before an event because uh, a live version of music is very different than recorded version. And I like to just see, you know, how how musicians work with the audience before programming them, Uh, things like that. And I also just like to just talk with the musicians and make sure they're a good fit personality wise for the series. Um, Because it's, you know, generally, you know, family friendly kind of style uh, music. But also, I mean, other events are, you know, there do end up being some, you know, bar gig kind of things, too. But I just want to make sure that I have a good fit for the good feel for the personality of the musicians um, before I program them for for different venues. So those are sort of the steps. What kind of genres do you usually book for your concerts? Um, For our events, it's all over the board. Um, You know, we, I like to say that the genre that we work with is Wisconsin. So as long as there's some sort of Wisconsin connection, um, that's what's important. Uh, But we've worked with anything from classical to R&B to rock alternative to jazz. We have an Irish duo playing a live performance. Uh, it's it's been all over the board, and um, it's just it's fun that way, and it, it helps. Um, and a lot of original musicians as well, and that's been a really big um, part of what we do too, is trying to introduce people to music that they might not realize that they like. Uh, in doing this series, um, we have a lot of the the programming that is sometimes cover music, but then we mix in the originals, and that kind of you know we have we have people's attention in doing so by by doing the cover music, but then. You know, by popping in some original artists here and there, that really exposes people to that music that that they might not have realized that they liked, and and it's really been fun to get some newer artists out that way. Excellent. And then once you have been contacted by an artist and you've listened to them and decided that they'd be a great fit for your events, what would be the next step? Yeah, then we just try and find a good place for for them to perform at. And there's all sorts of different events that we put on, whether it's for our own sort of series events which are um, generally when possible, when it's not a pandemic year, uh, it's sort of pop-up style <laughs> events. Uh, because of, of the scenario right now, we're kind of at the, at the helm of like, at the whim of whoever is willing to put on events with us right now. So we have a few local partners that are still willing to do events, even indoors, given the current circumstances at 25% capacity. And, and that's great. And so we love them and we'll continue to do events with them and, and any others who are willing to do so. And then there are patron events, the events that some, some of the patrons get as a reward for, for what they have paid into. Um, so we've sent musicians out for like business Christmas parties, business um corporate Christmas parties, I should say, uh, anything from that to, you know, a block party for one of the patrons, things like that. And then occasionally we'll get asked by other bigger places to do some events for like recently we had musicians at 
the corners in Brookfield. Um, so then we just have to make sure that we find musicians who are the right fit for that. Um, sometimes uh, a, a partner like that might have particular um, specifications for what they're looking for. So then we kind of also have to work with them on style and, and genre, but but usually they're pretty, pretty flexible and they know from knowing us and knowing what we like to work with, they're coming to us because they like our our style of working with a variety of people and, and keeping it local. Speaking of patrons, how do you get your patrons to know about you? Um, you know, I go to a lot of events to talk about the program and we're, you know, at every concert event, we're talking about it in our social media. We, you know, designate a day every week to to talk about the patron program. In our e-news, we do it. We now have a part-time staff member, Ben, who his whole job is to work with patrons and make sure that they are getting noticed, especially if they're business patrons, that they're getting their, the, the word is getting out about their business being associated with us through being a patron of the week or a patron of the yeah, a featured patron for a particular concert that they are getting noticed for, for their partnership with us. I go to, yeah, I go, I go to a lot of business networking events as well to try and meet people who might be really appreciative of what we're doing, who might like to see live music used more in their own business, business events. I'm always trying to go and meet more and more people who might like to see local music. Uh, being used and for their purposes. And that's that's a great way for me to, to find a patron. And also just I mean, anyone who has an appreciation for local music and maybe especially original music, because we do put a little bit of an emphasis on that. You know, there are individual patrons who aren't necessarily looking for name recognition, but they just want to support what we're doing because they appreciate the, mis- the mission. And then they they get, you know, invites to the special events that we do as well. So always trying to get the word out in those different ways. And if you think of anything else, let me know. <laughs> if you think of any other good good ways. I think what you're doing right now seems like a really good way to get, net, you know, basically networking with the local businesses and searching out new patrons. What would be like some of the patrons that you have that you've enlisted, basically, if you want to name some? Yeah, some of our patrons are, are venues themselves. So Stacy Estrada, for instance, she had a place called Uptown Art, uh, which is sort of an art lounge and... Um, painting shop where you could go in and like, you know, do some painting and drink some wine. And so, uh, and they would have live music there occasionally. So um, actually with the pandemic, she had to close down her shop because it was a little bit too difficult to keep it up. And then she had to kind of stop being a patron during for a little bit, but then she recently opened a smaller place called Art Lounge in Menominee Falls and became a patron as soon as she could again because she really likes supporting us and she has a space where she can host live music. We have patrons who are like insurance providers and they just, you know, see the value of, of partnering with us because uh, we work with a lot of different musicians and a lot of different professionals. Um, and some of those musicians, you know, they have day jobs. <laughs> so, you know, they might be, you know, a good fit for looking for someone for insurance purposes. And um, he also, he's, for instance, um, Michael Martz is one of them who used uh, live music for his, for one of his corporate events. Yeah, those are a couple of the business examples. And then there's individuals. Uh, Mike Collins is, uh, is he's become a friend. I didn't really know him at first, but he, you know, as soon as he found out what we were doing, uh, he's like, I want to get in on this because they're really supporting original music. He loves that. That is his jam. And he's like, you know, I, I you know, I want to tell everyone about this and uh, make sure people know that I'm supporting this. So, um, yeah, he's been a great individual supporter. Um, so those are just a few examples, but our full list is on our website. 
Excellent. You also have high school students as well that do concerts? We have done some in-school like assembly type things for students. And we have done a couple educational-based events, but occasionally we have some college students, but professional-based. But we do have some educational events now and then. So those would be more focused for the high schoolers um, and uh, and sometimes younger. We had like a drum circle event that was early on, and that was really fun out in the middle of a park. And you know, where we all tried different types of, you know, African percussion instruments and passed them around and, you know, just in the middle of of a park and it was like 95 degrees out, (laughs) but it was, it was really fun. And and everyone who was there really loved it. So, you know, things like that drew kids of all ages. Yeah. We like to mix it up and just, you know, just get music out there wherever and however possible. Exactly. And then you guys have been around for about a year, year and a half now, right? Correct. Even though it's a short amount of time of being around, what are the changes that you have done? The idea of what you thought it was going to be to where it is now. Yeah, we've seen a lot of growth as far as just getting musicians involved in other parts of the state, which has been really cool. I was not expecting it to, like, I knew we'd be, we would attract really good musicians because I knew it was going to be a priority of mine to pay the musicians appropriately, you know, being a, a you know, high level musician myself, but we were really spread pretty fast about what we were doing. And so we really become uh, like a musician's first organization and have attracted a lot of high level musicians to work with us from the state. That was something I wouldn't have expected. And that's, and so we have a lot of, a lot of musicians that have worked with us or want to work with us. And that is tough right now to find venues for everyone that we want to work with to be able to support that right now. We want to do something with everyone, (laughs) but, um, but we just can't quite, and especially right now. But that was a really fun thing to happen. We had early support from some members of the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. Victor DeLorenzo, who was a founding member with the Violent Femmes, he has been an early supporter of ours, and now I work with him very closely now. Um, one of his events was canceled with us because of the pandemic, but we hope to get him back and, and doing that show with us. He's in a new duo now called 1913. You know, he found us and, and wanted to get involved right away. You know, places like that, they I was, I was really surprised with how excited they were about our concept. And then word kind of spreads when people like that want to get involved. And that's been really um, exciting for us. So it's just challenging, challenging to support it and, and to, to find venues right now for everyone. Have you thought about putting on your own festival or your own like monthly concert series or getting your own side stage at Summerfest? Any of those kind of ideas gone through your head? <laughs> yeah, I would love to. That would be uh, that's definitely a goal of ours is to um, to get to that point, to, to tie in with Summerfest at some point. I mean, that that's dreaming big for us. And uh, I have a meeting soon with some folks at Mile of Music in the Fox Valley area because, you know, we hope to kind of get involved with them. And those types of places, yeah, it would be fantastic because we're all supporting the same thing. We all really want to see Wisconsin music do amazing things. So, yeah, I would, I mean, that would be, you know, a dream of ours for sure. Um, So hopefully. We do have some tentative plans to to maybe do like a, a weekend sort of like big jam session sort of thing this summer, um, just inviting again, because we have a lot of musician interest, you know, just inviting all the musicians that have expressed interest in working with us to come together and maybe do some workshops, but also just have, you know, one big 
jam session kind of available to people uh, of, you know, different genres of music and to come together and to see what happens. But um, so that's sort of, you know, in the back of our minds, uh, hoping that can happen this this summer, uh, the summer of uh, 2021. But we'll see where that goes. Now, I know you're also part of some Radio Milwaukee Education Programming Advisory Task Force. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's really a task force that was developed to support the Grace Weber's Music Lab. And because I I used to do a lot with school music and uh, continue to do a lot with private lesson teaching, you know, that... uh, and I, I've always been a big supporter of 88.9. And once again, I mean, any anything that supports local music, I'm a big supporter of. Um, you know, I, that was that was a great fit for me. And they reached out to me and I was I was glad to help with that. That is just a group of people that brainstorms together about ways to get some of those, their, their programming accessible to different students from different schools to make sure that it's exciting programming. But, I th- you know, they've done a little bit less with COVID, but I know that they're going to try and get back to the planning stages with some of the the folks that had some involvement with them. But yeah, Brittany over there, she does a great job organizing that program for them. And we just kind of help support and generate ideas and talk about busing and, you know, all the things that like all the nitty gritty and like, you know, would this work for for this school or, you know, from from your school music background? What would you think about this? That that kind of thing. What are some things that you'd really like to expand on with your program? Um, I would love to get back to doing more of the the pop-up style events, outdoor events. Uh, this summer, you know, when I first started, I did a lot with the Milwaukee County Parks and State Parks and really did like, again, pop-up style events mm-hmm. that were sort of in niche places within the parks. Pike Lake State Park was a big favorite of mine. We were supposed to do some things there again this last year. We did things events at nine different Milwaukee County parks in the first year and it was so much fun and that just you know having the music there while some people knew about the events in advance the musicians themselves just drew people in to the music by being for instance um, out at the beach at Seven Bridges in Grant Park the, the saxophone sound from that one for instance carried through the, the the haunted bridges area into the woods and it was just so cool contemporary original saxophone music it was just fantastic and um you know I want to go back to doing that but it was you know we we just couldn't do that this year because parks weren't allowing for organized group activities and promoting group activities and it, yeah we so I loved doing that it was so much fun so as soon as we can get back to doing that kind of thing i'd like to it was just it was great and the people really responded well to those events i think everybody's really wants to get back out there and see live music live stream concerts are okay and they were right. they were okay you know, and they were like kind of cool and gimmicky at the beginning but we see all our venues starting to shut down and they don't know if they're going to come back again that's very very sad i know it is scary so uh yeah and we're you know whatever we can do to help support the venues i mean we're willing to make deals right now so you know to to get live music out there and you know we're we're doing that with a couple partners uh, with the wilson center for the arts in brookfield and yeah i mean we're all in the same boat right now. We all want to see the live music survive. So, you know, um, I'm willing to talk with people at all sorts of different places to try and get this out there. Where do you see this in five years, your program? That's a great question. Um, you know, I really just, I my main goal, I think, um, after doing this for the first year, I would love to be able to say that we are um, really just helping to 
bring Wisconsin musicians to the forefront to really just amplify this the scene here. Maybe maybe help get you know systemize some of their their tools and their acts and like you know because something that we have seen as as we're doing this more and more we're able to compare notes on different artists and we're saying hey like you know maybe you could use like if you if you really worked on this part of your website a little bit more this might help your your business end uh you might help you get more gigs it might and you know things like that you know bio writing is something that a lot you know so we're seeing a lot of things that we could do we could suggest to musicians and we're actually going to start doing a, a couple workshops where um we can we can offer that social media is a big one too uh, and again just because we're able to see so many we can we we do a lot of comparing and we can't help but to do so right. but we can offer that advice and expertise and and if that helps musicians to get to the next level in whatever genre they're in, you know, I'm just really grateful to to help and, and support them in that. You know, I and I would just love to see Wisconsin, you know, it's just it's so crazy to me that we are the the home of Summerfest and Mile of Music. And, you know, we we don't have so many artists, you know, that are making it so big right now. And, and we could. So, um, so I think there's so much more potential here than, than we realize, uh, we, you know, we just need a little bit more, more support. Yeah. Right. Wisconsin has talented musicians. I mean, we have a long winter where people aren't really out doing stuff. We have musicians stuck inside working on their music, trying to get better at their craft, but they don't get the recognition that, that they deserve, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is to bring our Wisconsin musicians to the limelight. And I just happened to come across your website. Yeah, especially right now with, um, yeah, given COVID, like we need more ways to get the word out about what we're doing here that aren't necessarily live music because that's that's what we can do right now. Right. Um, You're doing a great job getting musicians the their fair pay because I think that's one of your major things is to get them to get fair pay. Yeah, yeah. It has been a little bit tougher during the pandemic, but I still try and fight for that as much as possible. Right. <laughs> and no one's going home with nothing, that's for sure. <laughs> With tips only, that's not happening. So, yeah. When my dad, you know, he was a touring musician in the 60s and the 70s, and they were getting paid not much more than what musicians are getting paid now. And that was, you know, 50 years ago. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And, you know, we... And that is something that I I also want to make sure that we start elevating, too, is like we... We are so, uh, so a lot of musicians are, are find it easy to say, uh, oh, yeah, I'll do this one for free or I'll do this one for cheap or, you right. know, because because um, they find certain gigs to to be great exposure or great you know potential for them. But so that really helps to diminish the 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 level of pay for the next musician down the line. Right. So um, I just you know I also want to just make sure that everyone you know starts realizing what their real worth is, and that we're making sure to to tell people that hey, like you know we really need to be charging for this. We've been spending more time on this craft than anyone else in their in their work or trade. So mm-hmm. you right. know. Uh, we really have to make sure that we're getting paid fairly for that. Right. Our Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra musicians, they are phenomenal talents and they get a decent pay. But then you also have other musicians in different genres. And for some reason, some people think, oh, just because it's not at supposedly in the in someone's thought process of if it's not a classical musician, they're not as good. But it's definitely not true. It's just that they play a different genre and they have a different, right. you know, craft. Right. And they deserve that kind of pay as well. 
Absolutely. So yeah, that's why the the patron program is a big part of what I do. I knew I was going to do that right off the bat because I knew I wanted to make sure that this was going to be well supported. So exactly. And then what are you planning for like the next six months? What are you really focusing on? Well, we might, um, we might have to do a little bit of a pivot with our live shows, um, especially given the governor's new order for 25% capacity. But uh, we're still planning to do them um, at certain places. Story Hill Firehouse in Milwaukee is an awesome partner of ours, and we're going to plan to do shows there the second Monday of every month. Okay. We may uh, start incorporating a little bit more live stream into our shows, so have that as an option in addition to being there in person. But we we would want to make sure that people still prioritize the in-person. Yeah. That's really where the experience is. So we're exactly. playing around with that a little bit. In other countries... Even though COVID is still going on, obviously, around the world, they are taking certain sections and fencing them off, doing small platforms for four people buy tickets together. They buy four tickets and that section's all roped off. And then there's going to be another section social distanced away. And it's going to be like in a big park and there's going to be you know, a stage or they do it where they're in their cars and they could just roll down the windows and they have to be spaced out, of course, but they can listen to the concert from the stage. They run it through FM signal or something to that effect. Have you thought about something like that for live streaming? That's interesting. We haven't necessarily thought of that. Some of that can get expensive. (laughs) So I I know of some places that are doing something similar to that, but it's it's worth a try. And I'm willing to try pretty much anything right Right, now (laughs) Um, because we definitely want to keep the performances going. So, but yeah, we're going to try live streaming from uh, Story Hall Firehouse at some upcoming events especially now as it's getting colder and we can't keep the windows open, uh, you know, as reliably. But, uh, I mean, also, I mean, we're going to continue. We've been doing some online events. Those are never quite as fun as the in-person, but we do our online events through Zoom. So um, it's, you know, not necessarily the preferred audio option of musicians. Mm -hmm. I get that. But it can be very interactive that way. So the audience can talk with the musicians after. They can ask questions of the musicians through the chat. And uh, so I, I kind of moderate that. And, and you know, if someone has a chat question, then I'll ask the musician in between his, his or her pieces. Right. And so we'll continue that for sure. Um, every first and third uh, Sunday is a Sunday brunch time concert. Cool. And so, yeah, we'll continue doing that with different musicians from all over the state. And uh, we, we actually have our own podcast starting up shortly, too. Excellent. Um, but we're, we're actually going to be focusing more specifically on the business end of things um, for the musician. Wonderful. Because of what we kind of are able to see coming through, you know, from, from our vantage point. Yeah. Um, what we can do to help the musicians, you know, make their own portfolio stronger. So it's really going to be a little bit more specific, like I said before. And we, we see so much and can compare, compare and we really just think we can help them to build up their professionalism a little bit and want to be able to... to you know, have some case studies out there, but also um, just offer our own advice to the podcast. Yeah. I mean, every bit helps because I know when I was in a band and we were doing tours, you know, in the early 2000s, if the stuff that we have today was around then, I think it would have right. helped a lot. I mean, back in early 2000, late 90s, to get people to the show, I would have to print out, go to Kinko's, print out a postcard, send those out, you know, email. Oh, man. Social media was not anywhere near what it is today at that time where you could just, Absolutely. you know, set, put up on social media, come see our gig, you know, blah, blah, blah. And here's a link to our music. No, it's it's so much has changed in the last 15, 20 years. It's, it's just crazy. 
Absolutely. And it's constantly changing too. Right. And so to stay on top of it is, is insane. Right. So yeah, you really have to, to stay current and yeah, be in the know because I mean, what happened five years ago is out of date. So yeah, we're going to try and, and offer advice and again, bring in people, sometimes some guest speakers, but, um, but yeah, so, so that's kind of in the works as well, because that's just another way we can help amplify some of the musicians that we've worked with that, you know, in a way that is not necessarily going to be harmful for anyone during this COVID time right, period. So exactly. Yeah. If you thought about contacting like recording studios where you, they could set, you know, have the band set up in their live room and then broadcast it out via, you know, social media? Um, that's a good question. Um, there are one or two that we have relationships with. And actually one of them is going to be doing the in-house uh, live streaming for us. And, you know, depending on how that goes, we may try some things out of their studio then too. So that's a good idea, though, because that would be simple. You know, the studio would have to be big enough and, you know, safe enough for everyone involved. But, right, exactly. But yeah, so I mean, that's the case. Yeah, I don't see why not. There are definitely some musicians who are feeling very uncomfortable playing out right now mm -hmm. in certain circumstances. So we also have to be mindful of, of that wherever we're going. Well, yeah, especially with our, our numbers for of COVID positive tests. Oh, my goodness. Are, just keep rising and rising and rising it's just nuts it is so Scary. It, yeah they are very justified in being concerned right now but then again i mean those who do only music for work they have to work somehow right exactly <laughs> and we want to make sure that that we're helping to support that so in whatever way we can so we're, we're all trying to think outside the box here right <laughs> and do whatever we can yeah i mean i teach high school band and the way we have it set up at our school is that we have an A day and a B day. So we have half the students on A day, the half the students on B day. And then in the band room, we have these plastic covers that are shields that go around each student. And oh, right. And they're spaced out about you know, four to six feet away from each other. And so and then we have like bell covers for the instruments and uh, musician masks or uh, a flute shield in front of the flute players. So we can contain the air droplets just so it's it's safe enough for the kids to the play during school hours. Yeah. I mean, the things that we're doing right now, just so we can have a rehearsal, uh -huh. and, you know, is if you would have told us this a year ago, I mean, what would we, <laughs> what? What would we have thought? You know, right. it's, it was like, well, it's like when you years past, you would see um, citizens in Asian countries going around with masks. And we're going, what the heck? You know, is it right. really that bad over there? And now we're, we're understanding. Yeah. It is that uh -huh. bad. That situation we have made for ourselves. But I mean, it's there's got to be an end in sight. And we're learning a lot as, you know, from doing this. And, and we're all getting more versatile and creative in the process. So there are some goods that can come out of this. Yes, sure. I, th I think a lot of things are starting to come. You know, a lot of good things are coming out of this. The positives I see is that we get to slow things down a little bit and take a take a breath and take a look at what's going on and go, OK, Let's pivot a little bit. Let's see what we can do. Let's make it better than just keep driving forward, keep going, 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 and then not looking back and reflecting on what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what are some things that you'd like to cover in this that I haven't brought up yet? 
We're always looking for more musicians to get involved and to know about us and more interesting venues. Um, so, you know, even though right now isn't the best time to host a, a live concert per se, if you're willing to right. uh, let us know. And, and, you know, the crazier the place, the better. We've had live concerts from anywhere from inside, a, you know, Adventure Rock Climbing Gym to a, a test kitchen at a restaurant supply store to historical sites. Uh, mansions um, all over the place um, and uh, and to your typical venues as well. So, right. um, you know, the, the more off the wall, the more fun sometimes. But, you know, right now uh, we're all just trying to make it. So, I, you know, we're, we're open to anything. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we're always just looking for, for great partners anywhere. We have so many musicians that we're aware of in so many different areas right now. We have a great following of musicians, you know, even in the North Central Wisconsin area, Wausau, Fox Valley. And, and so we, we can really help uh, match people up with, with music if they're looking for it, if they have, uh, if they're looking for recommendations. So um, venues, musicians, um, you know, businesses looking for, for music. So those are the things that, that interest us right now. But otherwise, I mean, just come to our shows <laughs> and tune in. I mean, that's really the, the best thing you can do right now, too. Right. Support local Wisconsin musicians and music for sure. Yeah. And we have an email newsletter that goes out every week about what uh, what current events we have coming up. And So they go to your website and they can sign up for the newsletter through there? Yeah. The, uh, through the website, there is information. There's almost there's actually like a little pop up thing that comes up and asks you if you want to do it. And also at the bottom, there's you can scroll and see that, too. And there's a sign up at the bottom of the website, too. Excellent. How do you balance work life with personal life? That's I mean, as a business owner, I don't know. There, that's never really possible, is it? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> There's always going to be complications. Always going to be things that you have to sacrifice. There are, yeah. But you know, I, I, it's very difficult. But I love doing this, and it's it's something that I, you know, created myself um, using my own background skills, um, doing lots of community work. I used to do a lot with uh, the local farmers market, doing being involved in their board of directors and things like that. And so community is really big to me. So building that community now in live music, you know, I, it's just it's such a strong passion of mine that even the longest days um, of lots of meetings and like today was another one, lots of, you know, some business meetings, some musician meetings, but it's, it's, it never feels like work. It's it's always just fun, you know, and so it's it, it doesn't if. If it's the right thing for you, it doesn't feel like work, um, even when you're doing it all day, every day. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I feel like that when I'm teaching band or if I'm mixing a song or doing podcasts, it's like it's, right. it has something to do with music. It's People ask, you know, would ask me, oh, what church do you go to? And I'm going, well, music is my religion, so I'm not sure which <laughs> church I should go to. But Yes. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. So as we wrap this up, usually when I have bands on, I ask them, you know, like what local musicians are they, bands are they listening to on their playlists? And I don't know if that's a a question I should ask you because you might be singling out certain players. Oh, I musicians. know. How do I show, I don't want to show bias. So right. I mean, there's so many good ones. Um, and I mean, if you I just love a, them all. Yeah. yeah. There are a few shout outs, even like recent ones. Let's just do like a few uh, recent ones. Some recent ones. Um Let's see. I mean, some recent ones that we've worked with, and I'm, I'm probably going to miss some, so I apologize if that's the case. But, 
You know, I love working with um, with Kala. Uh, his name is uh, C-U-L-L-A-H, Kala.com. Uh, he's an original artist, and he played for us at the corners. We got, and that was really fun. They are a big shopping center, and we were able to ask them to like in, incorporate into some of the cover music. We got some original artists over there, which is pretty cool for a shopping center to want to do. And he's really like super savvy with uh, music business and licensing, and he license he allows anyone to use his music for free, and he is, his music is phenomenal. And that's he's been a great find for us, and he's the one who played at the rock climbing gym for us <laughs> some time ago, and so he's really like open to anything. And let's see, uh, Bruce Humphrey and the Rockabilly Rebels, Bruce, uh, Rockabilly music, he's been great to work with. Um, coming up, we have a quartet of musicians with the Milwaukee Symphony, the 414 Quartet. They have been really great. Uh, I feel like we've had to cancel and uncancel lots of shows with them because of the pandemic. Yeah. But I love them. They're phenomenal. Peter Thomas kind of leads that group. We have uh, Kristen Kiefer. She's a ukulele player and singer, plays a little keyboard as well. She's so fun to work with. Roxy Bean, more R&B and kind of pop covers on guitar. Man, there's just so many. Yeah, right. Caleb from the Wausau area. Uh, he's been really good. He actually drove all the way down here to do a gig. We had him on an online concert first, and he said he was willing to come all the way down to uh, Milwaukee to, to do a gig because, you know, right now musicians are, are glad to take gigs anywhere. Right. So he did that one down here for us. And uh, yeah, there's there's been so many good ones. I, I I would just say, look at our website, look at our social media, our past social media. You can see all the people that we've worked mm-hmm. with in the past. And uh, oh, I, I can't miss um, Carmen and Costia, um, Carmen Nickerson. She does a lot with Willie Porter in the area, but she also does her own songwriting and um, arranging. And Costia Efimov, I think that's how you say his last name. Um, he's a Russian born pianist and composer um they work together a lot and have done a couple things for us recently and uh great performances and just a lot of great original music um so really high high level stuff wonderful i mean i could keep going right exactly (laughs) i mean i can definitely tell that you're very passionate about what you're doing and the musicians that you work with you are definitely a great asset to our wisconsin musicians for sure thank you so are you. <laughs> I'm pumped for what you're doing. I oh, love thank this you. too. Allison M. from Wisconsin Music Ventures. Their website is wisconsinmusicventures.com. You can read all about her and her organization on her website. Sign up for her newsletter. Musicians out there, contact her. Uh, get to know her. She is going to be a great asset for everybody here in Wisconsin. So thank you so much, Allison, for being on the podcast. Is there any last words you'd like to say before we go? Um, yeah, I'm so grateful to have an awesome team behind me now. Um, so we we have three part-time staff members in Wisconsin Music Ventures who are working behind the scenes um, besides myself. So the first one that I'll mention is Giselle Aliva. Um, she is, um, right now she's called the experience assistant with Wisconsin Music Ventures, but she runs so many things. I need to change her title one of these days soon. Um, she oversees like basically all artist relation kind of things right now. Um, a lot of the concert booking and, um, performance rights related things and social media. So she does all of that plus a whole lot of other things. And it's super great to have her around. Um, Ben, he runs a patron program for us. He's the newest member of the team. He is a musician who played on the series with us, but also 
Um, you know, he, he's been great in, in his role as just working with uh, sort of more community relations uh, for Wisconsin Music Ventures. And that'll probably be a role that expands a little bit more as well. And um, Shannon Coulard, she is uh, similar to Giselle, actually. Um, they both started off as interns with me. They were studying at the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh in their music industries program. And, um, and then after their internship, they both um, seemed like very amazing, capable young women. And um, they're now both part-time. And Shannon is going to be starting the podcast with me. Um, she's going to be doing this, the editing and all of the sort of production-related parts of it. Um, alongside me, um, myself, who will be hosting. And once again, super grateful for them. Could not be doing any of this without them at this point. And thank you so much, Zach, for what you're doing with this and this podcast. Um, you know, anything we all can do to work collaboratively to get, you know, Wisconsin musicians promoted uh, more than they have been, um, you know, it's a really, really good thing. So thank you. And thank you. Well, there we have it. There's Allison M. with Wisconsin Music Venture. I'd like to thank Nate Wyckoff for our music for the podcast and Dean Bundy as our introductioner. Also, thanks to our sponsor, ZTF Studio. Anyone in need of professional mixing for a song, an EP, or their full album, contact Zach at ztfstudio.com. We didn't really have a band on today, so I'm just going to leave you with a song called It's Over by the Fellboys. Have a great week, everyone, and I'll see you next time.